Hello, welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled. Wouldn't you believe it? Your favourite fact podcast is back once again. Connor and I here to bring you gems that we have unearthed. Uh, proper facts, you just decide whether they're worth listening to or they should be chucked in the bin. I have three facts for you this week. I've got a war on Beatles. I've got something about Blink-182 and the literal fashion police. Connor, what do you got? No way. I've got a fact about the Beatles, the band. Wow. wow. It's almost like they're the most famous band in the history of music. What a coincidence. Have you got a Beatles fact as well then? No, about insects. Oh, great. Uh, McDonald's and Borat, you know. Oh, great. Remember that sweet, sweet time in 2006 when everyone did a Borat impression? Get ready for 20 minutes of that. Stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'll tell you what, Borat though, what a film. Up there, maybe my what have we got? How many have I got in my top five? I've got about twenty-five in my top five. So let's whack yeah. it in there as well. But you specifically can't have Borat in your in your actual top five because it's it's not a a twelve A or under. Yeah, I think Borat sort of meets cheaper by a dozen would be a good collaboration for Connor. It would be rogue if your top five was Shrek, Shrek Two, Cheaper by the Dozen, One Two, and Borat. I think that would be tricky. Yeah, Borat. Well, and Borat might come just slightly after Daddy Daycare. My problem with Borat, I went on holiday once with um, uh, like an interesting individual and he uh, re- repeated very nice for about three days. That was all he said. Any question, very nice. It's like, yeah, I know. You've seen the film. Yeah, great. Let's crack on. Many things to do here. You c- you've seen the film. You can do a passable impression. Let's crack on. Right, so Borat impressions done. Let's crack on. We are bringing you six facts. Just decide whether they're worth sharing or not. Connor, what do you have? Uh, let's start with Borat then. During the production of Borat, they never washed his suit throughout the whole thing. It smelled awful, uh, and this was done to add another layer of discomfort for anyone coming into contact with him. So he absolutely stunk of shit. I tell you what, you could tell me anything about Sasha Baron Cohen, and I'd believe it. Like, the guy has minerals. The guy's the most stones of anyone I've ever seen, I've ever noticed. The best bit about Borat as well is when you watch interviews of him as an actor, just on his own, and how just normal he is. And then, obviously, you think of Borat, which is just so ridiculous. And he'd become Borat, really, didn't he? He sort of become that character. It's just it's fascinating. But I love Borat. I think it's great. But, yeah, it just absolutely stunk to add that extra layer. Because I didn't know, you know, you might not know, I didn't know, but a lot of that film is real. You know, a lot of that isn't set up scenes. They are genuinely first encounters with people, almost like public pranks. Yeah, I think one of the only things that was actually set up is when he, I think we've had that as a fact on this show, when he um, 
kidnaps Pamela Anderson at the end. She knew, but her boyfriend didn't know at the time. And her boyfriend, I can't remember, Tommy, might have been Tommy Lee at the time, might have been Kid Rock, was absolutely fuming. And I think broke up with her because of that. Ended it. I, I think I think that was maybe one of the reasons that he was so annoyed that she kind of let herself be uh, kidnapped on telly as part of this joke, that he was fuming. And I think it was one of the reasons why he ended it. God, can you imagine that? Calling it a day with Pamela because of that cat mom. The guy has some serious stones. Like there's the famous video that goes around from his This Is America series where he he goes over to a a very, uh, very Christian, uh, slightly backward American town and pretends he's going to build the world's biggest mosque there and everyone just goes crazy. And you're thinking, these these guys probably have guns. They probably have yeah. guns and they're here. And what, what what are you doing? Yeah. And there we were in New York. Moaning because we got bird on us, you know. Come on, we need a bit more gut, a bit more grit, I reckon. Bora A. Eh? And yeah, it makes perfect sense because I think when you're like, like. when you're when you're doing that as a documentary, right? That's that's what it's meant to be. You'll never it, get it, this, you'll never get this. You need to pretend to people that you you need to make people believe that you are the real person. So the more kind of grimy and miserable you are, the more unsettled, the more it will make hey. you believable. Then he get this. Yeah, right. That's, that's your last impression. That's all you're allowed. Right, first fact of the show for me. Let's talk about the Beatles, the insect, not the band. In 1320, the French city of Avignon put an entire species of beetle on trial to try and protect their harvest. When they demanded, sorry, the beetles withdraw to a designated reserve, so they said, look, stay away from this crop. You can go over there. Stay away. We'll put you on trial. Make sure you stay there. When the Beatles inevitably did not do that because they don't understand human language or particularly French, uh, they were outlawed, detained, and then killed. Excellent. So we can dive in now, Connor, to your um, your general thoughts about what life was like back in the day. So in the 14th century, in 1320, a town put an entire species of beetle on trial. What do you yeah. think? Well, absolutely mental, isn't it? Well, actually put them there on call. I, I can't imagine it was a call. I can't imagine you can round up all these Beatles, but at least a few would have been... At least a few. Well, they were mm. dressed up, got their suits out. Yeah, and, and you know, people did wacky things back then. I imagine they even did dress up the Beatles. They probably did. I don't like the look of Beatles. I think they're a bloody horrible looking thing. I'll give it that. Well, how's about this? The name of this species of Beetle, the, the Cockchafer. Maybe that's where it come from. You're chafing at your cock when you're in the swimming pool. Also, it gave its name. They were nicknamed the Doodle Bug, which was right. the f- the famous flying bomb of World War Two, and uh, called called a Doodle Bug because it sounded similar to the beetle, the noise that they make in flight. So there's a lot going on. It seems like an insect that we could talk about for a little while. Not only the name Cockchafer gave its name to a very famous bomb and was once put on trial by an entire city. When the beetle did not comply, every single one locally was killed. It's totally ridiculous, isn't it? Like they've actually made the decision to put a bunch of beetles on trial, genuinely believing that this is a real thing. Just if you don't want them doing it, get rid of them. There yeah. Go. So uh, you know, and I don't, I don't like the fact that they got rid of them. And maybe they could have tried other things, but mm. you know, just if, if that's what you're going to do, just do that. Don't bother with the trial. I don't know why you've it's done. It's a this. decision as well, isn't it? Like people have sat down and gone, well, you know, what we're going to do about this. We gotta do, gotta do bloody beetles. I tell you what, we'll put them on trial. It's like, oh, seriously, it's mental. And imagine waking up in the what are you what are you doing to what are you doing with your day to day, love? What what are you putting on the wig? Why why have you got the law book with you? Where are you going? Oh, I just 
Just got to do this bloody Beatles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know those got Beatles, yeah. Beatles out. Sticking them got on trial. Bloody Beatles out, eh? I tell you what, being a right bloody nightmare they are. Got to keep an eye on them. Well, and that's the first Beatles fact of the show. Another Beatles fact involving the band a little bit later. What have you got for us, Connor? Uh, just a actually really easy little fact, but one that kind of blew, blew my mind. Um, McDonald's is the second largest private employer in the world with 1.7 million employees. And then was totally bewildered to find out that Walmart is the largest private employer with 2.3 million employees. And when I think of going to America, I always, always struggle to find a Walmart, believe it or not. There's always loads more like Walgreens and all of the different ones. There's never really a Walmart. Never really see them. But they've got that right. many people. Well, let's unpack this. So... Perhaps the reason that you can't find them is because you're going to like touristy hotspots. I know you go to Austin, but maybe they're in more, you know, other places where people live in America. Uh, you know, mm. it's, it's a big place. We've been to a handful of these places, so they might just be everywhere else that we're not. There's not a lot in New York City. Also, Walmart's a massive company, so and they own other companies worldwide. So is oh, it Walmart that, the that. shop or is it just people that work for the company Walmart, but maybe work in Morrison's here in the UK? Well, it says Walmart. It just says the word Walmart. So maybe it is, you know, to do all of the little companies that come off of it. But here's the thing. So Walmart's in the US, there's 4,631 stores across the United States, but there's 13,514 McDonald's across the US. And I can't help but feel like you'd need more working power in McDonald's than what you would in bloody Walmart. No, Walmart's much bigger. So, sorry, how many people do Walmart employ? Walmart employ 2.3 million and McDonald's employ 1.7 million. But McDonald's have got 4, 8, 12, you know, three, just over three times the amount of stores across the US. How many stores do Walmart have? Walmart have 4,631. So, it's, four, so it's about 500 employees per Walmart store is what they're saying. Yeah, which is insane. That is. I mean, they're big, but they're not that big. Like, what are they doing? Exactly. I, and I, I feel like, you know, a McDonald's probably needs that little bit more power in there. You know, you've got... Think about a McDonald's at 2am. So a lot of double cheeseburgers flying out. I tell you, manpower. I tell you what, you have not lived unless you've seen a, uh, an in-city McDonald's at about 2am. People, you know, pissed, getting a train, something like that. And you've just got the workers there having to scream the order number. 544, 544. And then you get them come late and... You know, they finally put it away and then someone will come back about 10 minutes later and said, oh, have you called mine out? Yeah, I did 30 minutes ago. I tell you, you could not pay me enough money in the world to do that job. Fair play if you do that. Yeah, fair play, fair play. It's something that would definitely get right on my wick. It would drive me around the bend. And also, I'd end up just eating the bloody food. I'd be like, well, Neil, what f Neil who's made the order, number 52, he ain't here. Well, might as well have a couple of nugs. I don't reckon you would. Bit sick of it by the time I've been there a week. I reckon you'd be sick of it because you probably are allowed some for lunch. You see how they're made. I reckon you would get done with it very quickly. Yeah, I, I think I agree. But I tell you what, little cheeky nug that you ain't paid for. And also when you know that someone pissed has paid for it and they haven't called their number, so they've aggravated you a little bit. So you're eating nugs on their coin. I mean, it's a good nug. Right, second fact of the show for me. Blink-182 recorded the very famous album, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. What a band. What an album. Their manager at the time said, yeah, not bad, but there's no good time summer anthems. We need some singles. So both right. Tom DeLong and Mark Hoppus went off by themselves to write some records. In 10 minutes, Hoppus came back with The Rock Show. Fell in love with the girl at The Rock Show. She said, what? And I told her that I didn't know she's so cool. One of us was out the window. He wrote that in 10 minutes. 
Uh, Tom DeLong wrote first dates in 10 minutes. That's insane. This was obviously back in 2000s, maybe, was it? Uh, no, this would have been kind of late, mid to late 90s, I seem to remember. I think this the, rock was probably... show was, the Rock Show was released 2002, 2001, maybe. Uh, I think it was, surely it was early, early noughties. I'm sure it was. Uh, yeah, 2001, yeah. 2001. Wow. I mean, that's good. Because the, the reason the, I think and the they, years... They, and they, and they were the two biggest single from the record. And that's the thing. The reason that the year's tough as well is because you've got a real archive of bloody music to have in your mind when you're writing songs that quickly. You know, like, I think that genre of music was very well cemented by 2001. So therefore, they're like writing songs with an archive that's already there. It's like bloody Oasis, isn't it? When um when Noel, Noel Gallagher apparently was sitting in the garage they was practising in and they were like, look, we need, we need a big, we need, we need a big hitter. Like we've got good songs, good album songs, but we need, we need the song. So he was like, okay, cool. 15 minutes, live forever, done. And apparently he walked in as well and was like, this is going to be one of the biggest songs in the world. Categorically. Now. now. Like that is amazing. The and idea. Liam, and Liam vouches for that as well. Liam genuinely vouches for that. Oh, like, I'm sure. 10 to 15 minutes, it was ready to go. I think, though, I think, you know, it's in their interest. It's in their interest to, you know, make these stories, right? Because it's very impressive. So maybe it was like an hour and it's just in general retelling, it gets cut down, cut down and cut down. I don't really have a problem with that. But you're, I think what's really impressive about when musicians do this is, is we tend to think of songwriting is all done by inspiration. You know, suddenly it hits me. I had to write this song. But actually, they knew they needed to write a summer banger. So they went, right, okay. Went out, went out for 10 minutes and just did it. Like they would do any normal job, you know, like you would be in McDonald's trying to shovel out orders at midnight. They're there. I need to write a banger. Let's do it. It makes you wonder yeah. why they don't do that every time. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's got to be bloody hard to do. That's the one thing that I say. It's got to be really, really, really tough. I've got a friend that's in a band and they wrote a really good song once. Like out of all of their songs, they were all right, they were average, but they've done a really good one. You've got a lot of radio play in the UK and it was really, really good. And I was like, how did you do it? Like, how? I just don't know how you write that catchy song. I feel like every time I go to, I'm not a songwriter, I'm not a singer, but I just think of other songs that are good. So I'll yeah. like do it in the melody of Live Forever and I'll be like, oh, it's a fucking song, but I've just got different words to it that don't make sense. Apparently, uh, Tom DeLong and Mark Hoppus were furious as well when they were told that they needed to write a catchy summer song. So they said, okay, we'll write you the catchiest, cheesiest throwaway single you've ever heard. If you want one, that's what we'll do. And they came back with The Rock Show in 10 minutes, First Date in 10 minutes, the most successful singles from that album. Nice, nice. Bloody good song as well. Hey, that's talent for you. Takes us an hour to sh- this out, so. <laughs> do you have an insatiable fascination with the paranormal? Are you ready to dive headfirst into the eerie realms of the unexplained? Brace yourself, for the supernatural world is about to reveal all of its secrets on the Paranormal Activity Podcast. And who better to guide you through this hair-raising journey than myself, Yvette Fielding, renowned paranormal investigator. Every episode of Paranormal Activity takes you on an unforgettable adventure into the unknown. I share my own encounters, chilling experiences, and exclusive insights into the world of the paranormal. But that's not all. The true heart of this 
podcast lies in the stories, evidence and questions shared by our devoted listeners. Like you, whether you're a seasoned paranormal enthusiast or just starting to dip your toes into the waters of the supernatural, Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, is your ultimate destination. Will you dare to join me? Listen to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, wherever you get your podcasts from. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, just before we crack on, I'd always love to point you towards baffledpod.com Connor what have we got in our selection this week hey we've got a bunch of stuff hello welcome along we've got some socks for you we've got a t-shirt for you what do you do you want to stay hydrated don't worry about it we've got a water bottle for you we've also got a bunch of badges that will never get sent out to you um, and an email there to come say hello also any facts send it over to us there send it over to us there's a few actually I'll tell you what we'll do we'll check the website out I think there might be baffledpod.com there might be a few Oh, the site can't be reached. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on a minute. Let me just check. Bafflepod.com. Ah, oh, here we go. Yes, get in touch. We've got that as an option. Listen to the podcast. Buy Baffled merch. Click on that. Yes, so we have... Uh, we've got a mug. Hey, we've got a mug. Forgot about that. I've got a mug at home as well. A baffled mug. Yeah, we've got socks. Uh, and we've got a tote bag. And a couple of jumpers. Also, I do need to point out, we had a lot of, com- after last week's push, when we said send your complaints to us, every email this week has been about complaints. So no more complaints. We're trying to work through the backlog. We have to get our uh, our legal team involved. So just stay away from complaints if that's okay. Bafflepod.com, if you want to say hello, let's do the last fact of the show. Connor, what you got? Uh, I'm going to give you a fact about the Beatles. Did you know that the whole band couldn't read music? I did, Yes. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I wonder if they can now, but I don't think they can. They can now. They can now, but they couldn't read music at the time. Um, I had absolutely no idea how to read music. It was all done by just you know knowing how to play and knowing the chords, um, which is common. It is common. I think. There's yeah, a lot but of they're not like it. But writing mm. music at that level without reading music is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So they had no idea. No idea how to read the music. Uh, but they. 
it's not that they're, they're not playing like the standard chords. You know, they're, they're not generally playing all right C, G, and F that you get taught. Like they're playing very intricate versions of chords that people, you know, you have to discover. So it's not like they've gone on Google right chord diagrams. This was way before that. So they're actually listening listening out for the melody in their head and thinking right yeah, what, what what sounds good now. Okay, duh, duh, oh that sounds good. Let's use that. But what's cool about it is that, like, I would imagine a lot of musicians would 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 learn the basic chords. They kind of know what the sound of a C, D, et cetera, et cetera, sounds like by reading the chord and then doing it. Whereas they would have had to have discovered the sound, probably not knowing that it's a C or a D or a B. They would have just played it and been like, oh, that sounds Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they, Yeah, they've had no real realisation that, that that's what that's it is. That's mental, isn't it? That is absolutely yeah. mental. And if you can't write music down, it means really when you tell your bandmates what to do, you have to describe it to them in theory and in practice without saying, right, here's the sheet music, here's the chord diagrams, use that. They have to really work around with it. He loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, that would have been done without being able to read music. Bloody brilliant band. Great. Do you think you wrote that song like you thought you wrote Live Forever? No, that is actually yeah. the Beatles. But then again, I, I uh, you know... I do baffled every week and I can't really bloody read. So there we go. There you go. Same level. Same level. Yeah, same level, you know. Here we are. I'm sure I'm sure back in the day when the Beatles had their merch out, when they had jumpers, they were all going, bloody hell, this is pricey stuff Actually, if you want a jumper with an octopus on it. The only way we can really compare is if we look on Spotify, because we're on Spotify, aren't we? And uh, the Beatles have got 29,923,947 monthly listeners, probably not far off. Well, the Beatles don't have a podcast, do they? Yeah, exactly. Morons. Right, last fact of the show. I want to tell you about a man about town called Salvaggio di Asti. In September 1595, he was in Genoa in a place in Italy. He was spotted breaking the law by the fashion police. <laughs> We're he doing sports- that right now with them bloody T-shirts we're trying to flog, aren't we? He spotted, uh, sorry, the, he was wearing an embroidered cap you're into your fashion. Picture this. An embroidered cap, a silk doublet of many colours with gold buttons on the sleeves, two rings with white on his finger, and an embroidered hose in black silk. The fashion police were a very real thing back there. They would patrol the, the streets and issue strict laws for over-extravagance. You would have to pay a fine. How much? It varied from person to person. It was a way of raising money. It was a way of boosting the economy as well, uh, because uh, and they didn't want to encourage people to like trade in jewelry because a lot of money was almost wasted in paying for jewels and dead stones, and they wanted that pumped back in the economy. And hate so, to say it, it, mate. Hate to say it. I think there's a few moments during the summer months where you'd be paying some fines, mate. I don't wear jewels. Uh, yeah, but I mean, sometimes that short and t-shirt combo with the red vans, oh, oh, shade oh, of red and pink. Yeah, my my bright, very glare, garish, pink, mm. orange, and red uh, Crocs. I've now got. I, I I could see. Yeah, you're probably looking at. I I, I mm, in the. I'll probably do maybe 150 quid fine for that. What's interesting is that offences usually centered around an outfit of. Black silk. They didn't really like people wearing black silk back then. Black dye was one of the most difficult to fix. So um, they didn't want to encourage people. 
They didn't want to encourage people to wear black silk though back back in those days. So therefore, being fined, you would have, you know. Yeah, but they didn't want to encourage people to wear it because it was such an expensive commodity. They didn't want it, it, it to kind of spread through, and everyone felt that they needed to wear it. So that would both lessen the value, I guess, of the black silk, and it mm. it would harm yeah. the economy. And um, mm. but what I enjoy is it's so typically Italian. I, I would say if anyone's having a fashion police, ah, oh. yeah, it, it's the Italians. I tell you when, what, when was this? When was this? When was this? Sorry. Uh, 15, 1500s, 1590s. Right. So, uh, we've got, you know, we've got one moment of fashion police, then we've also got Beatles on trial in another town. Loads going on. Loads, loads going uh, on. And the ratio of men to women is staggering. You might think it would be the reverse, but in, in extravagance, uh, in it, it, times when we have record for this, 269 men were fined and only 99 women. So there were, there were almost three times as many men breaking the law on clothing as women. Wow. Interesting. Tell you what, though, you'd be bloody pissed off, wouldn't you? You put on your best clubber, put on your black silk, you're thinking, quite look good today. Imagine that, on a little date, you're down the old burger van after a night out, someone comes up to you. Yeah, hey, mate, there's your fine. Hey? Well, silk. let put me ask you this. You're more into your fashion than I am, and taking me and what I wear out of the picture, what would you impose fine on? What would you become the fashion police? What would people not be allowed to wear? Crocs. You wear Crocs. I don't wear Crocs. I've seen you in Crocs. Never owned a pair of Crocs. I've got Birkenstock Bostons. No, I've seen you in Crocs. I've never worn Crocs. On my life, I've never put a pair of Crocs on. I've never owned a pair. And when I wear my Crocs, maybe you're just taking the piss, but you're like, oh yeah, I see a lot of people wearing them. Now they're back in. Yeah, they're Uh, And also as well, T-shirts that are knackered. You know, like when they hang, you know, it's like, just just come on. Come on, you know? When they've got their little bobbles on them. Come on. Get yourself a new T-shirt now. Yeah, that's, that's probably all I own. Old T-shirts and Crocs. The thing is with you, it's your colour coordination that you'd be getting the fines for from me. I mean, the salmon pink shorts and the fucking, you know, red watch strap and then the Save by the Bell hat with the off-white T-shirt and the red vans is just completely and utterly rascal. Just chuck it all on, see what happens. It sort of looks like a sort of a bubblegum wrapper just on you yeah i don't have any knowledge in what what looks good like that i mean many many times i must have left mm. the house that day without my fiance tori you know flagging me and barring me from leaving because she's very hot on co- color coordination and i am i've not. met tori a fair few amount of times she didn't flag you that day pal i tell you because if she did know about it maybe that marriage wouldn't be happening that's all i'm saying Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. What have we learned? Well, a whole city put an entire species of Beatles on trial. None of the Beatles, the other Beatles, the musical Beatles could actually read music. And Connor does a very, very lousy impression of Borat. Um, We will see you next week. Bafflepod.com is where you need to go in the meantime. Until then, say goodbye, Connor. Ah, bye-bye. Was that Borat? Bye-bye. Okay, that was... um, one of the Muppets I want to say Uh, and until next week a very standard British goodbye to you
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.